Welcome to Becoming Unstoppable, the podcast. So excited you're all here. I'm Jen, your host, a mindset coach for female entrepreneurs to navigate through their resistance so they can become unstoppable within their business and in their life. We all desire for big dreams to happen, but often they are a dream and it's our fears that are stopping us taking action. It's our sabotaging patterns. So this podcast is really all about how to navigate through that. It's about my experience and I will be having some of the big thought leaders of the industry coming on too. Welcome to another podcast episode with Becoming Unstoppable and I'm so excited to invite the beautiful Stephanie Z, who's going to talk all about her journey, um, who is really a woman on a mission to elevate the human consciousness through faith, love, healing and it's her purpose and intention behind everything she does is to inspire, empower and enlighten millions and billions of people around the world. Welcome, Steph. Thank you so much for that gorgeous introduction, my love. I'm actually just trying to also plug my microphone in here for a hot moment because I just realized we can actually use a microphone. That's right. Real <laughs> life, people. Real life. <laughs> this is real life. This is real life. Yes. Wow. Like when you say it like that, it's really interesting actually hearing it um, said back to you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And for those who might be new to your world, to your world, could you explain a little bit about really how you actually support and inspire people in your work? Yeah, that's a really big question. So I feel like my biggest thing that I'm on a mission to, to do at the moment is to revolutionize the education system and the way in which we all operate as humans in the in the world and in the collective. And I would say at the the core of what I do is I help people to really master their internal world. So helping people come into alignment, like mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Uh, and, you know, I feel like the world that we live in is very external focused, which is all about everything that we can physically see and things that we can physically touch, which is super powerful. But it's like, if you don't have the foundation to actually support the external world, it's, it's never, you know, going to, grow or get anywhere that you want it to get to and I kind of use like a metaphor of like a you know like if you are trying to build a skyscraper like let's say the higher you want to go that's the more dreams that you want to achieve or the more goals that you have or the more desires that you have in this lifetime but a lot of the time some people will build to like level three or level four and then all of a sudden it comes crashing down and then they'll try and build again and they'll get to a level four level four level three level four maybe a level five and it comes crashing down and they can't understand why. And it's because I often say, it's like, you know, the taller you want to go, the deeper you have to go. So that requires us to continually go inwards and really like uncover like what our belief systems are and like what we actually value and be really honest with ourselves around, I guess, um, what's happening in our internal world because everything that's going on internally is obviously what we attract externally. Mm. Mm. That's so beautifully put. And I love how you talk about the foundations. I think a lot of people are like, we're living in this world and in this time in history where we're very impatient. Mm -hmm. We're wanting things yesterday. And if we don't see the physical results, we're like, well, what's happening? Mm -hmm. And 
you're so you're so right about building those foundations and I think sometimes it's sort of like when you see um, when they're doing you know big um, high rises you know in the city or wherever it is they have to dig so deep underground and put those you know cement foundations they have to do that first it's like you know you're building a house and you're not going to think about you know putting the windows in until you've got all of the frame up right so I love how you put it in that analogy of really helping people look inwards to support their journey that's really beautiful yeah thank you my love I feel like as well like you know most people when they come into my world it's it's very easy to externally focus on other people or like in a relationship, you know, I have a lot of clients that will go through things in relationships and they want to externally like be like, it's them or it's my boss or it's this thing going on. And it's so easy to point the finger and it's so easy to actually project our own insecurities or our own limiting limitations or our own limiting beliefs onto other people. It's a lot harder to, to second of all, have the awareness of doing that And then the third piece is, you know, having that step to actually go, well, hang on a second. How have I played a role in this? Like, you know, how have I added to this? Like, what am I projecting onto it and taking ownership and responsibility for your part in it? That's like a whole nother layer of, you know, ownership and responsibility, I guess, for the self. Yeah. And it's, it's something that we just haven't been taught. So sometimes we're like, oh, I really aspire to go deeper, but we just haven't been taught this. We haven't been taught how to go deep and that we are always almost looking for a scapegoat. Oh, it's this person's fault. And then when we understand that actually, how is it me? Am I projecting out? And sometimes when you do a lot of the this work and you have more of the awareness, like you mentioned, you start noticing, hang on a minute, this isn't my stuff. This has nothing to do with me. I'm noticing it's you know it's them they're they're projecting me so it's sometimes it's noticing is it our projections or is it their projections onto what's going on so yeah oh my god amazing yeah (laughs) yeah I had a conversation actually with with one of my coaches um I think it was last week we were talking about this we're actually quite good friends we've known each other for about six years I think it is and I've actually gone into one of their their like um you know 12-week containers with some one-on-one and yeah, that we, we actually had like a conversation around um, some, uh, I'm trying to sort of explain what I would like to share here. We had an agreement to, to do something and then one of us wasn't able to actually show up for it. And then the other one actually, you know, politely sort of said like, hey, I noticed that you've rescheduled this a few times. And we sort of went back and forth, but we both really realized like it was a very profound conversation because we both took ownership of our own parts. So they were taking ownership for their part. And then I, I, you know, realized that I was taking ownership of my part of, you know, feeling disappointed or feeling um, like you may feel let down. Like it's pretty wild. Like it's uh, this journey that we're on. Like I'm like these conversations, I'm like, you can go so, so deep. But I feel like obviously the fact that we're even having this conversation that we're sharing this, like obviously there are people that are listening right now that are maybe needing to be reminded of this. Like, you know, there is the part of, awareness then there is the part that we add to it and then there's a part the other person adds to it but it's like we still need to take ownership of our part and they still need to take ownership of their part Mm. it's like yeah no matter what the circumstances are absolutely Mm. yeah that's that's beautiful of how sort of that situation that happened with your mentor and you were both 
had such awareness that you were able to take um, ownership and responsibility for your own parts and not going into the blame, but also just taking ownership and accepting it for what it is. And sometimes that's what we, we're, we're all human beings. And sometimes where we forget that we just have to sometimes accept it for what it is and, and just move on. Because do you find that with the type of work that you do, Steph, that, you know, raising, you know, human consciousness, you're having to have a lot of hard conversations and pulling people up on old patterns as well. Yeah. Um, You know, it's interesting because I've got something happening with a client right now and and a big piece, you know, I always say like every next level of growth requires you to show up as a different version of yourself. And the tricky thing with that is, you know, you will have clients that will come with you throughout your whole journey. You know, some will come for pieces, some will come early on and then maybe, you know, go somewhere else and come back in. Like life ebbs and flows, but like as you grow and evolve, so does your business and so does your company and so do your clients. But sometimes what can happen is as you're growing and evolving that you may need to, you know, things that you're doing may need to be different. You know, like the access, the amount of access that people are getting to you might need to shift a little bit differently. The boundaries that you had or the things that you offered, you know, you might need to have specific, you know, timeframes around um, things that you offer. Um, And sometimes, you know, as you're growing and evolving, um, clients or friends or family, doesn't matter who it is, um, if you start putting boundaries in place that weren't there before, they're not going to like that. It's like, you know, you're changing and you're you're doing things differently and it does trigger a lot of people. So yes, what I do does trigger a lot of people. <laughs> I would say there's a lot of things, you know, that do trigger people. And I the word trigger is like, because some people are like, oh, that gets so overused and this and that. And I'm like, to me, it's just a feeling of an uncomfortable, like, Ugh, you know, like feeling that you have in your gut that makes you feel a little bit nervous But every time that that's there, usually that's just a signal, you know, that something needs to change or that there's some healing there that, you know, you may need to actually, there's a wound there rather. There's some, a wound there and that you may need to heal that you may not have looked at. So it's like, you know, if we get upset about things, um, usually the reasons that we, we suffer the most is when we're focused on ourselves. Mm rather than being of service, you know, like, and I always say, like, when you're in, this is something I talk about a lot in my vibe program, but, you know, I always, I talk about being low vibe and high vibe. And there's so many parts that we could go into with this, but like, when you're in a low vibe and a low frequency, if you're in scarcity or if you're in lack or you're in disappointment or fear or overwhelm, all the things, I truly feel that's when we're focusing on self because we're in survival. Whereas when we're in a higher frequency, like love, joy, you know, willingness, neutrality, you know, all of those types of feelings, hope, faith, you know, that calls us forward. And to me, that is when you are able to think about others. You know, that's when you, you know, the flip between low vibe and high vibe, I always say is courage. So you have to have courage. That's like the ignition button that, you know, gets you to go from one to the other. Uh, And then when you are in a high frequency, that's when you're able to think about others and be of service and contribute to something more than yourself which, you know, the world is definitely awakening and the world is definitely stepping further into that. But we as humans, like I know for myself even, like I will have moments in my life where I will drop into a lower frequency again and you you realise, oh, I know what's going on here today. All right, let's go and do the things that you know will shift you out of it um, and get you back into a high frequency. You don't make it wrong that you're there, but it's like, it, it makes sense. I think it's something like 78% of the world are living in a lower vibration, 78%. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. 
So it makes sense, you know, why people are not able to think about other people because they're just thinking about, you know, how can I survive, um, basically. So, yeah. 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 I, I, I think we have been brought up into a world where, you know, and a lot of people might be new to sort of the different um, emotional frequencies, but really about surviving. We're surviving so much. And when we're so focused on just that element of surviving, we keep being almost in, like you said, a bit of a, a low vibrational, but really we're not thinking about the bigger picture. We're not thinking about, you know, how I can be of service, like you mentioned. And I really love that because when we are so much in um, the survival or we're, we're focused so much on ourselves, we're only thinking, and sometimes this could be even triggering for people, you know, it can be that we're um, in a bit of a victim mindset and there may be many reasons that are affecting and influencing that type of um, mindset and behavior, et cetera. But when we are in that, we can't think of, okay, well, what, where, where am I moving towards? What am I wanting? How, how you know, I'm noticing this um, thought and really noticing it without judgment. And I don't think we've really understood that you know, it's a normal human experience to have, you know, to feel happy. Everyone wants to feel happy, but it's also a human experience to feel sad. So what about the people who, you know, because we have um, all the different sort of emotions as part of, of a human being, how do you still stay high frequency, but still, you know, honour all the different emotions as well? Oh, that's like a really, a really big question. Um, again, this is probably something, again, that I do in, in a, a few of my different programs. The, the biggest piece is we as human beings usually make it wrong if we're in a lower frequency, right? And again, like I always say, when you do personal development, no one ever told me this, but this is something I want to share all the time because I feel like it's a really important piece. What gets you to what gets you to get started is not going to be the same energy that gets you to resign from your job. That's not going to be the same energy that gets you to a $10,000 a month. That's not going to be the same energy that gets you to a $50,000 a month. That gets you to $100,000 a month, gets you to a million dollar month. Like it's, I always say like there's certain things that need to come into place. Like at the moment I've got my hands in front of me. So imagine that you lock them into place, like right lock in. And then as you grow and evolve, you'll learn a new piece of information. So one, imagine one hand claw like goes up and connects into that new piece. And then the bottom one comes up and connects with that one as well. And that's like an unlocking. So certain pieces come away and then new pieces like lock in and certain pieces come away and new pieces lock in. And it's like this constant learning and unlearning, learning and unlearning of pieces. Whereas most people just think, oh, it's the same. Once I've got, you know, X, Y, and Z sort of once I've got this limiting belief gone and once I have this mindset, I'm set for life and it's, it doesn't work like that. Um, and that's why, you know, investing in yourself continuously, you know, otherwise it's like you're just st stuck to a, like a rock wall and, or like I described like in a post last night is like, you know, if you're on in a plane, but you don't know where you're going and you're not sure it's like being in a holding pattern and all of your energy and all of your fuel, it's just being, you know, taken up by going nowhere. And you're like, zoom, zoom, zoom. So with the, the whole high vibe and, and low vibe frequency, it's like honoring yourself when you are in a lower frequency. And that's the biggest thing. The reason why we stay stuck for so much longer is because we get disappointed that we're disappointed. We get disappointed that we're sad. We get disappointed that we're 
in victimhood or we're disappointed that we're not high vibe today or we get frustrated, you know what I mean? And then so it, the one emotion that we have ends up getting stacked. So like at the moment, I'm, I'm frustrated it's not working out. Now I'm disappointed that I'm frustrated. Now I'm, and then on top of that goes sadness. Now I'm sad that I'm, but now I'm sad because I'm disappointed and I'm frustrated. There's not, do you see what I mean? There's like this stacking that goes on. And then we just call these things in more and more and more into our vortex. And we go into what I call the downward spiral. And we've all been there. The great thing is you kind of get to a point where you can't go any lower. And eventually what goes down must come back up. But as we know, what goes up must come down. And this is the thing of like, you know, I see so many people, and this is a, a like a metaphor that I sort of um, shared last night on my social media, actually around a, a rocket ship. Like I'm like, I want to just share this metaphor because I feel like this will really help people to understand about the importance of understanding energetics and their emotions. And most people, not everyone, but most people can get their rocket off the ground. Some people, some people can't even get their rocket off the ground. So I want you to imagine that your rocket is your dreams, right? Or your desires or your goals, whatever it is. And the way that you fuel that is by, listening to a podcast like this, by attending a masterclass, by watching a webinar, by going to an event. Maybe it's a free thing. Maybe it's a smaller amount, like whatever it is. And you start to refuel, you get inspired, you feel optimistic, you feel hopeful, right? All the things. And that's the fuel. And then you get to this point inside you where you feel like you're like, wow, I'm feeling that things have shifted. I'm feeling like I'm in a higher frequency. I'm feeling happier than I have. Like, oh my God, I'm actually getting out of bed and on time and oh my god i'm actually creating this momentum this is amazing and then someone goes to you and goes to offer a program and all of a sudden you get in your head and you start to doubt and you start to worry and you have fear oh they're trying to sell me something oh you know they want to take advantage of me oh is it like gonna last oh and straight away you're in your head imagine that you're in a holding pattern in the plane that's exactly what you've just done you've got all this fuel and now you're just burning it, right? And so what happens when you're in those moments is the way you have the ignition button and you get catapulted into the sky with your dreams is it takes courage. So it's like in those moments when you feel that, you know, there's this energy, it's like go time. It's like you go, you don't doubt. It's like you go. And then you press the ignition button and that takes courage and trust in something that you can't see. Mm. What most people don't talk about is, so that's the first piece, right? So the first piece is we fuel. Some people go along and do that. And then they just stay in a holding pattern for the rest of their life. Some people get to the point of they have the courage and they press the ignition button and they shoot up in the sky. The hardest part for most people is maintaining the rocket in the sky. Because most people, all of a sudden, when things aren't going to plan, they get frustrated, they get overwhelmed. <laughs> rocket crashes and you have to start the whole process all over again right and the thing is like how do you actually maintain your rocket in your sky that's a very good question that's a much larger conversation that we're not going to go into right now <laughs> be for hours but there are specific things that you that you do um energetically and with your emotions that actually do that but the piece that I will share is like when you are feeling sad or when you are feeling frustrated or overwhelmed that is not the time to be like, I am going to go and do all the things to manifest my dream partner or my dream life. You are not in the frequency of magic, of desires. It's pointless. And you even know sometimes, cause you're like, I'm gonna go and do the things to do this. 
And there's a part of you that like externally goes, I do believe, but then if you really sat with it, there's a belief of, oh, this probably isn't going to work. So you have a mismatch. So mm-hmm. you're like, oh, you're like, but I'm doing the things I know it will work, but is it really going to work? But I'm doing the things. It's like, there's no point in you even doing it. This, yeah. Does this make sense? Absolutely. And I think, you know, I love the analogy because I also like to use analogies and metaphors and it really gives people an idea that, you know, thinking of yourself in a rocket ship and going up and, you know, it does take a lot of energy to go up and it does take a lot of courage to press that button because when you can't see something in the physical world and, you know, when people say trust, it's like, but we haven't been taught that. We haven't been understood about that concept. And, you know, I've got a very, um, in terms of how I think, very sort of logical. I am very creative, but I'm very logical. So I like to have the data and the information. And I think it's also that when people have been wired and it, ta- it it's like that, like you said, Steph, it's like that unlearning to learn at the next level. And I think sometimes, you know, when I speak to people who are very much at the very beginning of their self-development journey, they have this belief that once they've done this work, they're set up or they have a belief that people who are successful don't have stuff going on in their lives. They don't have heavy emotions. They don't have all of that. And what I explain is that we all have it but we move through it quicker. Do you feel like that's sort of how you, you know, do do you sort of agree that when you've been doing this work as long as you have, you know how to navigate through these heavy emotions and sit with, you know, maybe feeling sad and just accepting it for what it is and then you're able to move through it and move to that higher vibrational frequency? Yeah, like it's so going back to the rocket ship crashing um, and I I love this question, it's like, you know, no one ever es- escapes fear, feeling scared, you know, um, problems. Like we just grow and evolve and our problems grow and evolve. <laughs> you, you know, you never like, you never, fear never goes away. Like that's always there. It's just like you become better at managing it and you can take, because you've had evidence of things working in the past, you can take now take bigger leaps and scarier leaps and have more risk. Whereas early on, you know, there was certain, again, like it all comes down to how much you're willing to sit with discomfort and the unknown. And I feel like the the biggest piece, and this is something that I've learned a lot about recently that I actually just want to share with you. There's a, a mentor of mine, um, Melanie Ann Leah, incredible soul, but she talks about this thing called pineapple season. And the piece that I'll share is like, she explains the story amazingly, but I will just share this piece. It's like, you know, we plant these seeds and we want to expect to like, you know, dig up the seeds the next day but what she shares is that it takes a pineapple 18 months to grow one freaking pineapple Mm. one comes after nine months but it's like you know we all want everything like what you were saying earlier on when we're having this about patience is everyone wants everything yesterday we live in a world that is so fast paced you're hungry don't want to make dinner get uber eats you need to go somewhere don't have a car get an uber like you know like we have you know want to change your state like go on YouTube, like whatever, like there's go on Netflix. There's stuff that is like, you know, at our fingertips. And we don't realize that like things that are worth having do take time. And so, you know, there's a lot of things I've been learning recently about the quantum field. Um, 
And like what you're saying, you know, Jen, about the logical, there's specific paradigms, let's say, that we can go into and predictability and logic is in one of those, let's say, which we all have and we never leave those. It's just like we can grow beyond them if we choose, right? But the, the piece is that I think is a really important piece to, to say is the world has very much operated from the masculine paradigm, which is very logical, which is very, you know, one plus two equals three. You know, you follow this step, this gets a result. And that is amazing. And that's very predictable, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But what's happening with the world and the collective is we are shifting into the feminine paradigm. Um, again, you don't necessarily have to call it feminine, but it's it's and and like it's energetics, right? It's like it's trusting in things that you can't yet see. And it doesn't mean that we're just going to evolve and go into that paradigm. They can both exist simultaneously, but it depends on the person and where they're actually, you know, where they're wanting to actually base themselves. Like they both work, but it's like, what would you prefer to have in your own reality? I know there was a specific question because I feel like there were those pieces I wanted to share. Can you recall the specific question you asked me before for people? Well, we were sort of um, talking about, you know, the, the low vibe to the high high vibe and really um, a lot of the time people, you know, normalising all emotions but, right, accepting them for what they are and then keep moving up without sort of that judgement because I think, you know, and you said it earlier beautifully because, you know, when people have sadness and they're not accepting it for what it is, it does have that stack on feeling, and then what happens is, you know, people, if they're not accepting emotions for what they are, they're going to continue to stay at that vibrational um, frequency like you've sort of mentioned. So we were sort of talking about that. Um, but I think um, you sort of, did I sort of jog your memory a little yeah, bit? Yes. Yeah. I was going to bring, come back to the rocket around when the rocket crashes. Yeah, and you were asking me about how long I stay about time frames. We're talking about time frames. This is an important piece, but I felt like all of that was guided to me. So I was like, this is amazing. It's come back. So early on in my journey, so I've been doing personal development, like fully immersed since about 2017. Um, invested about $400,000 in myself now, you know, and for some people, they'll be like, that's crazy. I'm like, I could have bought the house. I could have had the amazing car. I'm still driving my Mazda that I've had, you know, like, I chose to do that. They were my decisions because I'm like, well, the more that I grow this amazing mind of mine and this soul of mine, more I can, more money will easily come. That's a byproduct. That stuff will come. I'm not worried about that. Whereas we live in a world where we want it now, but we don't actually often hold the energetics of being able to make more, if that makes sense. But I know for me early on in my journey, like if I'm really honest, there were periods of my life where I, I had periods of like full on depression where I wanted to like commit suicide. Like I had, I went like, months where I was like low vibe like you'd have days you know where you're like oh yeah you know I'm all good but you know there was times when I was going through some stuff in a relationship with someone that I thought I like it was like my life was over and felt like my like my soulmate like you know like everything had like gone like it was crazy and I was in so much pain and you know and that happened for months and then it slowly started to become like weeks and then it was days and you know now depending on what's going on like I can shift things in moments, seconds, minutes, half a day, a day, you know, like it depends on what that thing is that's going on and how quickly I need to shift it. 
But the thing is, we hallucinate ourselves because we're like, I've, I've got more time. I've got more time. I'll do it on the weekend. I'll do it in a week. I'll do it next month. Next minute, a year rolls around, five years, 10 years. And you're like, holy shit, I'm in the same place. Because we think I've got more time. That's always the story. Oh, I've, you know, time, it's all good. I'll do it tomorrow. Not realizing that when we don't know how to manage our emotions and our, and our energy, I want you to truly think about like how much energy does it take up feeling sorry for yourself, being in victim, which we we've all done. And it is actually, there's a triad by the way, which we, we can go into, right? So we, we all have it. Even me, we can still go into it. So it never leaves us. It's just, we choose to not go back into it, but it's like, you know, when we're going through things, um, how much energy does that take up? Like it takes up so much of our energy our emotions, like when we're frustrated, when we're sad, when we're disappointed, when we're overwhelmed, when we're stressed, when we have anxiety, that takes up your creativity. That takes up your time. That takes up your space that you could be helping someone or serving. Like we don't realize just how much until you're aware of it, you don't realize how much of your life is wasted mm-hmm. on drama and things that don't actually matter but you don't know what you don't know when until you've been on the other side of it and realize that oh my god I actually have control over how long I choose to hold on to this for Mm -hmm. or how quickly I can shift through it um we we do we spend so much time on that and that's the reason why for me creating the mindfulness school in time is so big because you know one of the biggest things we should learn about is how our brain works Mm. how males and females in relationships how you communicate the five love languages and the three C's and the three U's around, you know, what to do and what not to do in, in relationships and understanding about energy and emotions and how to shift through them. Like these are the things that we should be taught in school. Absolutely. Yeah. The emotional intelligence and able to sort of navigate through those heavy emotions, like you said, in a moment or quickly, and it does take a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And that's why not so, you know, in the, the West, they, only they're very silo in terms of their treatment. So they think of the mind completely separate from the body. And I saw this a lot in hospitals, you know, when I worked doing social work and a lot of the time, you know, people were under multiple teams, multiple, um, you know, different types of specialists. Instead of looking at the person as, as a whole, you know, there was sometimes this huge disconnect this huge disconnect and that our mind, you know, our mind is manifest all these body things that happen, you know? So sometimes when we're in this like overwhelmed and anxious and anxious is a word that people use quite um, freely. And I always say, it's like you have anxious feelings or anxious thoughts. And then what happens is if you're too much in this state of being, is that manifests in your body and it's really detrimental. It's not good for your body. It's, you know, and then you have all of these health issues. And so, you know, Steph, I really love how you support people in terms of understanding your energetics and how we can recognize, okay, I'm accepting it for what it is, but I'm able to move through it. Mm because you're right it does it takes so much energy and then sometimes um oh my god I just I feel so tired and I feel so exhausted and you just want to go to bed when you have those moments and periods where you feel so flat you don't even feel like anything can get any worse 
And it is a choice of, okay, what can I do to feel slightly better, Mm. to think slightly better, you know? And it's just, it's all of those things that we can do in each moment to feel better. But I'm interested to hear from you, Steph, what was that moment for you when you became unstoppable? Mm, I feel like there's like, cause I've grown and evolved. I feel like there's sort of like two different parts for me because my journey really started, you know, like I mentioned in 2017 when I went to Tony Robbins and that year I um, was involved in a bus accident where I almost became a quadriplegic and my dad had three strokes and diverticulitis and he was paralyzed and you don't know when they're paralyzed, are they going to ever recover? You just never know. Thankfully, he has been able to like walk again and stuff, but he does live in a nursing home. Very, very young too. Like it's just wild. And again, choices, we don't need to go down that journey, but like I'm aware why all of that has happened. And I think that's another thing why my journey started was you do want to help the people that you love the most. But unfortunately, you know, I always say you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. You know, like we can only control what we control can control and that's ourselves. And if there are other people that want to come along the journey, then they come along. So for me, I went like I was really depressed and I was scrolling on social media, as you do when you're very depressed. Great thing to do. And um, it was when Instagram was starting to sort of like really start to blow up. So it was like 2017 and I was like looking at all these um, videos from Tony Robbins at the time. And again, I feel like what Tony really teaches is he really gets people to like catapult. He's great at getting people to get to to like fuel themselves and press the ignition button. Um, and then he obviously has different programs that helps people to sustain. Um, it is it is like massively transformed my life. I do feel like as well, it is quite masculine in the way that it, it its approach is. So I, I started to do all of the things in his programs, but I feel like I really lost my femininity a bit, but that was my choice, right? Like it was, it was my own journey because I, I, I feel like I almost became like a mini Tony Robbins, but as a female, which was powerful and I got amazing results. And I feel like the piece where I became unstoppable was when I was at his event in 2017 and I was playing full out. He was like, jump and I jumped, you know, he didn't go to the toilet. I didn't go to the toilet. He said, take notes. I took notes. Like it was just like, it was wild. And I remember, you know, he was going through his programs and stuff like that. And I think it was like maybe $1,400 for me to go to that event at the time, which was huge for me. And um, they spoke about this thing called Mastery University and Business Mastery. And um, I remember in my heart and soul, remember how I explained about the feeling like it's go time. And it was like, all things were lighting up and I'm like, I've got to do this. Like, I know there's all these people that have proven that when you do the jump, it works. But I was still like, ah, whatever does it. Like I went back and forth, back and forth. Like, I cannot even tell you. And then I went, you know what? Mind, all these limiting beliefs, I was like, you have told me this my whole entire freaking life. I feel like someone that's listening right now is going to be like, this was the moment that everything changed for me. Thank you, Steph. Thank you, Jen. And I was like, you know what, mind? I'm like, you have gotten me to where I am and that hasn't fucking worked, pardon the French. So I was like, I think I'm going to listen to this new part of myself and give that a go and see what happens. And the rest is history. Like I, I actually, just before I did that, there was some security guards that came around and I was jumping up and down like a crazy person. It was like 8,000 people at this event. And he, I'm jumping up and down. I'm like, you know, and he gives me this like little ticket thing. And I'm like, jumping up and down. I'm like, what's this for? And then he's like, go to the front of the stage when they, when they tell you. And I'm like, huh? huh? And then he like walked away and I'm like, what is this about? 
And then when they said, if you've got like a little ticket or whatever, they said, you know, come to the front of the stage. And I'm like, oh my God. And I realized in that moment, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to dance on this stage. 12 people out of 8,000 got selected to go on that stage. And I dropped it like it was hot. <laughs> Although the video, still on the video, I get a bit scared sometimes watching that video. I'm like, oh my God, girl. But that was after, I think it was after that. I can't remember if it was before or after, but that's when I invested $15,000 I didn't have the money at the time. I got a, I got a loan. They had people there doing loans. I'd never had a loan in my life. Like, so it's like, I did the hard things. You know what I mean? Like I did the stuff that was scary AF. Like I was scared, you know, no one in my family had ever done this. People thought I was crazy. And I was like, I just trusted in this like little inner whisper. So I feel like that moment made me realize that I can do anything when I feel it inside, when things just light up, like I, I go, I go, I, I just don't doubt that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I think it's that sometimes, you know, it's like the battle between the higher self and the ego, they like to sort of battle it out on sort of like a ring. And, you know, a lot of the time our ego always wins, but often when we just sort of sit there and go, this doesn't make sense, or it, maybe it does, you know, cause you're, it's your ego. Who's like, it doesn't make sense. You know, how are you going to do this, et cetera, et cetera, all these limiting things happening. And your body might just be like, I'm going to do that. And there's been so many moments in my life, like I was being interviewed and I'm like, I'm going to do Ayurveda. That, that sounds amazing. It sounds like, let's, let's do this. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is everything of why I started doing the, the work that I do. So I'm incorporating the mind, the body and the soul. And like, okay, that makes sense. And I think that's really beautiful. And I love that story of, you know, embodying and becoming unstoppable because how I talk about becoming unstoppable, you already have it within yourself. It's stripping away all the conditioning, all the things that are, you know, heavy and everything. Mm. And it's embodying that person. And you have embodied that person by listening to those whispers of the soul and going, you know what? I, I'm going to listen to you rather than your, your your ego. I think that's a beautiful, you know, way that you were sort of, you know, talking about that. So, yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love it. Thank you, my love. The other piece that I wanted to share was like the second time that I felt like I've become unstoppable is like kind of like what you're talking about, the conditioning in there. Uh, that we condition ourselves and then we like uncondition ourselves like on taking off layers and again like I shared earlier it's like you play Tetris there's certain things that you learn that get you to a certain place and then certain things unlock and then new things lock in and it's this dance as you continue to grow and step up right And, and go into the next level of yourself and for me you know when I started my journey I had a lot of success um how do I explain this and I was serving and I was contributing and I was doing all the things. But when I really reflected back on it, again, when you look back in hindsight, I realized I was actually building from a place of woundedness. I was still, even though I, was, I had went and studied NLP and, you know, I had a breakthrough done on me and I studied NLP prac and masters and I did all Tony's events and, you know, all of the things I did so many different things still, I was still like, you know, shifting beliefs and everything like that. But when I really reflected back, I was like, I was actually building on my wounded masculine and my wounded feminine wounds, which again, I learned about as I evolved because you can't have everything come to you in the one time. Like it would just be an overwhelm. Like it's like, it's like God, you know, the universe goes, all right, this is the next step for you. And you know, the, 
the doors open up and this is the next the next piece and then as you I sort of see it like a test like as you pass that one then they open the next door and then it's up to you if you choose to step through it now or later or you know like it's like a bit of a dance and I feel like for me I realized when I was you know I was doing $50,000 months in 2020, like month after month after month. And I was like, I cannot physically humanly like sustain this because I was doing everything as the human staff. And so all of a sudden I just almost like dropped it. I wouldn't say I dropped it because I still kept doing like, you know, 20, $30,000 months, et cetera, et cetera. But it was like sustaining it about that. I was like, how am I ever going to hit a hundred thousand dollars a month? Like, how am I going to be able to impact more people? I'm like, this is just, this madness. And so I got adrenal fatigue and chronic fatigue and well, I broke my wrist initially. That's where it all started. And I realized that I needed to, to come into more of my feminine and I needed to allow myself to be supported and allow myself to be nurtured and allow myself to, you know, take care of that side of myself. I was so far in the doing and the action that I was like disconnected from this whole other part of myself, not fully, but I mean like from what I would call like a healthy um, masculine and healthy feminine part of myself. Um, and then I had to go through this whole, you know, deconditioning of myself, which felt like I was dying literally. And it felt like everything was shattering, which it was in a way. And like, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but when you have conflicting beliefs and like certain beliefs did create success, it's very difficult to let go of that because you don't know what comes after that. So it's like, there was this like push, pull, push, almost like ping pong, ping pong, ping pong. And it's like, you know, I describe it like you're at the caterpillar and you go into the chrysalis and for it to become the butterfly, it has to trust. And it goes into this void and it's dark and it's cold and it's scary and they can't see anything, you know, like, and I just imagine that I was going through a similar thing. I was going through a metamorphosis, but I was stepping into more of the, you know, the highest, version of myself of the divine feminine and the queen and you know the healthy masculine and the healthy feminine energies um but like going through it was like death I literally felt like it kind of was I was having a death of the old self I was having a death of the ego of the parts of me that you know um were not the truest highest form I guess so for me then another layer of the unstoppable feeling came when I had really been integrating and embodying that part of myself. And again, that's still a journey in itself. Um, I know that there's still a lot more to continue on and embody in that journey, but I feel like that was like another piece for me. Um, but I wouldn't have gotten to that, the second piece, if I hadn't gone through that, mm. that first piece. Mm. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. I think um, we, we do go through, okay, th- you're going to go through this part of, change or you're going to up level in this way and we're only given like you say so much information because sometimes it's like when you're doing a course and you think your ego is like I've got to have all of these things but your higher self is like let's just focus on one thing and really master that let's do that let's support that and then you're like okay let's go deeper in this area And so you're right, we're always up leveling and we're always becoming unstoppable to the next level of whatever that may be to our higher version self, you know, and really listening to, listening to those, you know, what do I actually need? And sometimes the, you know, we're not listening. So it it sometimes takes our body to go, you know, with all of those things happening to you. And then it's like, oh actually something needs to change. Mm -hmm. 
So sometimes we don't listen because it's our ego and we're very much in that masculine of go, 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 go. And that's sort of, it's not just changing our beliefs. It's This has been happening for, you know, a long, long, long time, generations, thousands of years. So we, you know, and now we're going into this more that divine feminine energy flow of really, you know, trusting and connecting more to, you know, our higher selves. So I think that's, yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much for explaining all of that and being on the podcast. Um, For people who um, want to maybe, you know, know how they can contact you, what's the best way they can do that, Steph? Um, Either through my Facebook um, or my Instagram. So my Facebook is Stephanie Z, Z Z-E-E. Uh, and they can just send me like a direct message. Um, that would probably be the easiest way. I do still check the other um, private messages that do come through like that box. Uh, also, Instagram is Stephanie Z Coaching. That would probably be the best. Um, and I also do have, um, or on Instagram, I have a link tree at the top of my Instagram so they can actually access like my free Soul Circle Facebook group. There's like a, a bunch of amazing um, like links to my podcast. Um, so Instagram would probably be the, the direct way to probably um, get access to any of um, those goodies as well. Yeah, amazing. And what we'll do is we'll have all of the links to your Instagram so people can continue knowing more about you. And um, if they um, want to work with you, they're able to sort of follow those links. So amazing. I'm so happy that you were able, were able to have this an epic, amazing conversation today. So Thank you again for being a guest on the Becoming Unstoppable podcast. Thank you for having me, Gorgeous. I so appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Becoming Unstoppable. If you're ready to start your journey of becoming unstoppable, please join my community of Becoming Unstoppable for soul-led, courageous female entrepreneurs. This is where I share weekly trainings and all great resources. Have a lovely day.